It's September 8th, 2021. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Mart Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have Millie James from Mana Up and HVCA, Hawaii Venture Capital Association, here to tell us about an upcoming virtual event called Beyond Tourism, Transforming Hawaii's Economy Through Investment. And then we'll be joined by Joanna Kobayashi and Eric Tong from Iolani, who are here to tell us about their recent GEAR Award for Aina Informatics. And of course, right now, I want to welcome Melly James back to Bike Marks Cafe. And of course, she's with Mana Up and HVCA and, and has an upcoming event called Beyond Tourism because I really want to know what's going to happen to Hawaii beyond tourism. Hey, welcome to the show, Melly. Thanks for thanks for having me. Wish I could be in the studio with you. Yeah, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a year and a half. <laughs> I haven't I seen know, anybody. I'm missing my my special chair that has Melly on the. Back. That's right. That's right. So, Melly, uh, you're um, of course with uh, Hawaii Venture Capital Association as well as Mana Up, and this event that's coming up is is part of your uh, what HVCA kind of monthly panel, or is this something special? Yeah, so HVCA, you know, we launched in 1988. We're over a 30-year-old organization, and we've always brought together the innovation ecosystem, the investment community, entrepreneurs, support organizations, really kind of highlighting um, discussion topics that are important for continuing to have our innovation economy thrive here. So we host an annual panel, this being one of them, um, kind of like what's happening in the investment world in, in Hawaii, but how are we getting access to capital? And so... Um, we will be. We were hoping to host this in person. Of course, we've shifted gears, um, so now it's going to be online, and it's a three-part series. Um, as there's, as there's a lot more happening in capital and a lot more access to capital, and so we're we're kind of parsing it out into different topic areas um, that we think our community will really find exciting. So the <clears throat> the panel isn't just one day. Then you 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 said you're parsing it out into three three different uh, weeks, and and are you having like uh, uh, different speakers or is it like a different panel on each given week? Yes. So um, the first panel we will be hosting on Thursday, September 23rd, um, which will be at noon to 1.15 on Hawaii time. And our first panel will be featuring um, our local accelerators. Um, and, and, the, and the focus is, you know, obviously this beyond tourism, transforming Hawaii's economy through investment. And, you know, it's it's not about, in my opinion, how do we think about small business? How do we think about entrepreneurship? How do we think about the creation and formation of business here um, that can leverage tourism, uh, leverage this global love for Hawaii, whether that be around sustainability, tourism, military, our Aina. There's so many key um, attributes of Hawaii. We are an aspirational brand. Um, a lot of eyeballs are looking at us. And how do we leverage that? Um, looking at, you know, the formation of business and entrepreneurship um, that can lead us to um, expand beyond tourism, but not, again, turning our back on it, but it's incorporating it and diversifying. No, that's great. That's great. And, you know, that's something that has been worked on for a while now, even pre-pandemic. So I think, uh, you know, what what you folks are doing is just re-emphasizing the need to really be focused about, you know, finding ways to leverage our strengths and and uh, help not only diversify but strengthen you know the the things that we are already strong in 
Yep, absolutely. And even through the pandemic, just, you know, especially with this first topic with the accelerators, we have Shannon LaFondsworth from Blue Startups. We have Brittany Hyde, my co-founder from Mana Up. We've got Keone Lee, who's with Hawaii Investment Ready, as well as Don Lippert from Elemental Accelerator. And all four of these organizations um, are, are obviously working with different types of entrepreneurs and different types of businesses, but really looking at, you know, how did we shift during the pandemic? What have we learned? Mm -hmm. um, what have our businesses learned? How are we more resilient? Where have, there been, where have there been some silver lining? And what are some clear case studies um, that we can be discussing that really look at the resiliency of, of our small business and, and entrepreneurial ecosystem here? And I will say, you know, even from Mana Up, really looking at digital marketing, direct-to-consumer online, major shifts in our companies and even a major shift in our programming as to what skill sets we were um, we were helping more with mm -hmm. because we needed to shift gears of tourism, um, you know, of course, dropping to zero at one point. So, you know, these are going to be some of the topics we're talking about um, as we think about business here that's um, for our future and for the long haul. That's great. That's great. And, and give us a teaser on what's happening on the second uh, Thursday. So the second Thursday um, is going to be more on government funding, but we've got some special guests, which Bert, maybe if you invite me to come back on, I can share. We don't have it confirmed yet, but we have um, some special guests on the federal level um, as well as local that um, we will be talking about funding. Uh, we, we have more access to federal monies now than we've had in years and years, and really looking at you know how are we going to activate it, um, what's happening, and how do we think about public-private partnerships to really um, make impact um, for our state and, and creating jobs, sustainable livelihood, and opportunity here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I will definitely plan on, on having you back because I, I'm also interested <laughs> in what's happening with, uh, uh, you know, Len's been telling me about the HTDC. I think it's something like, I don't know, $58 million that is kind of yeah. geared toward getting getting uh, <clears throat> some uh, innovation happening, I guess, within the, the whole startup ecosystem. So I, I definitely want to get more information about that. So we'll plan on, yes. on something uh, later on in, in uh, September. So, Melly, right. where can people go to uh, sign up for this upcoming series of, of uh, panels that you're hosting? Yes, yeah, so please go to hvca.org and sign up for our newsletter, and we will be sending out invitations um, through our newsletter. Very good. Melly, aloha and mahalo for joining us. Thanks, Bert. Always a pleasure. And, of course, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Joanna Kobayashi, Eric Tong, and, of course, they're from Iolani, and we're talking about Aina Informatics. And, of course, along with that, how do we build community of practice? This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio. I'm happy to welcome Joanna Kobayashi. She's the program support and Eric Tong, program coordinator for Iolani's Aina Informatics. And they're here to talk about uh, building a community of practice for Aina Informatics. And I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you for, so much for having us. Yeah, you know, I, um, I've been following Aina Informatics and, and Eric, I think uh, it's been... Uh, pre-pandemic that I had you and Yvonne on <laughs> talking about the program and it it, uh, it has always uh, excited me about you know what Aina Informatics is about and I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to hear how you have fared over the course of 
the last uh, year and a half and and uh, we'll get into you know get into some of the awards that you recently uh, received but why don't you guys uh, both um tell me a little bit about uh what you do with respect to uh Aina informatics and 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 uh we'll start with we'll start with Eric and Eric you can give us a quick overview and and Joanna tell us a little bit about what what you specifically do yeah, awesome. Yeah, we're really stoked to be back on, Bert. So I'm informatics. It's really, we're just a hui of educators. Um, we're really trying to advance um, genetics and genomics education in Hawaii schools. But the difference is we really take a place-based, ethics-centered approach to this, right? And so looking holistically at what these technologies can bring, not only to our communities, right, but to the, you know, to the global community at large. Um, and so um, Yolani is been kind of at the forefront of promoting not just curriculum but also supporting teachers in all of our schools here in Hawaii um, to really think outside the box and innovate towards um, really putting these technologies within a good uh, local context but also in the hands of students. You know, we've been able to reach, you know, over a thousand students locally here since we last spoke and, um, you know, Despite the pandemic, you know, we trust on and continue to figure out ways to support local schools. Um, and another development, of course, is our, 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 the growth of our team. We've got Joanna here. We couldn't do this work, with, of course, without Yvonne Chan, who couldn't be with us today. But we also have Corey Yap um, on our team. And so this kind of allows us to um, even further extend our reach. And, uh, yeah, we're really, really stoked that um, despite the pandemic, we have been able to grow program yeah no that's great and and uh joanna you've been you've been on board for what a little more than a month i mean that's pretty brand new tell us what what is it that uh you do and and maybe give us an example of what kind of uh student projects might you know get how would they get involved with aina informatics Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I just I started maybe about a month ago. Um, I have known Yvonne for a while. Um, through um UH Manoa when she was doing some research, and um, so was I. And then I met Eric in August of 2019. Um, when I was teaching at Moana Lua High School. Um, and so for um, you know, when he came into my classroom, um, it was super awesome for my students because like Eric was saying, um, the Aina Informatics curriculum and the program helps um, all kinds of students to kind of access the curriculum that is super high tech and, and in some cases is not really available to students in high school laboratories. Um, when I started doing some of the things that my students um, experienced when Eric came into my classroom, I did that when I was like in college, like maybe my last year in college and then doing my research um, after I graduated. And so um, the different kinds of programs that students can get into when Eric was in my classroom, we looked at identifying um, GMO papayas. And so they brought in um, papaya leaves and papaya fruit. And we're able to seek or to extract DNA and determine whether or not the papaya that was in the backyard or the papaya that they bought in the grocery store was genetically modified or not. Oh, that's, so that's just sort of one example of one of the curriculum pieces that Ina Informatics and Eric has developed. So, 
so the uh, ability to really look closely at the the DNA and compare it to uh, you know let's say the um, whatever whatever standard you're you're basing it on if it's uh, looking at uh, uh, GMO markers or what have you in terms of the kinds of uh, DNA that you're looking at is it is it primarily uh, you know vegetables and fruits or are you also looking at you know, species of of uh, uh, you know, let's say, in the in the Alawai Canal, you know, in your backyard there. I think yeah, that's the I beauty can, of this um, program. Is oh. it every? I mean, all species mm-hmm, um, or mm-hmm. any kind of organism that you're interested in. When Eric was in my classroom, in addition to the GM papaya, we're also looking at like bacterial cave DNA. Um, I think Eric can kind of maybe mention some of the projects that students at Iolani or other schools have completed also. Yeah, yeah. So, Eric, I mean, so uh, what types of various organisms are you studying uh, as a result of Aina Informatics? And I I know it's, you know, tightly coupled to Aina, which is the land, and uh, very interested in in how you would, let's say, choose or prioritize what you would have students kind of, you know, um, put their put their thoughts on as well as leveraging you know this uh, expensive piece of equipment that's right Bert so uh, well of course our targets are generally simple uh, you know we try to aim for things with smaller amounts of DNA and so smaller genome sizes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that makes the work really more feasible in the classroom setting again we're traveling around with a mobile sequencing lab and so it's a device that fits in the palm of your hand um, now, this is the same device that many epidemiologists and virologists have been using currently to chase the pandemic throughout the world, right? Mm-hmm. Because of its portable nature, it also makes it super suitable for education settings. Um, and so uh, when we really draw from kind of the biodiversity around us in terms of what we're, like what DNA we're trying to um, examine, we're looking a large, largely at microbes. We look not only at like kind of um, those that may or may not harm us uh, in terms of being pathogenic to humans, but we also look just to see what biodiversity exists in some of the unique environments of Hawaii. Um, on top of that, we also do, um, you know, you mentioned kind of the alawai earlier. There are ways mm-hmm. in which we can actually take kind of like a bulk sample from the environment, right? So rather than looking at a single organism, we can kind of scan that sample for all of the various uh, microbes that live in it simultaneously, right? Giving us somewhat of a community snapshot. These wow. are different techniques that these, yeah, these sequences, these sequences are able to um, allow us to do. And now currently, of course, with the pandemic, we also pivoted towards looking at viral genomes and so really tracking what types of variants are going through our communities and this is something really exciting and new that we're going to hopefully bring to uh, more and more schools. So Eric, I mean when you talk about these uh, uh, viral, I mean what what is it that you are actually studying? Are they are they um, not the coronavirus uh, virus. I mean, are, what... uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we are. We are. Okay. So this is a partnership that we've just kind of developed with uh, the Department of Health mm-hmm. Testing Lab, as well as our partners at the Pacific Biodiversity Lab at UH Manoa. That's uh, Dr. Uh, Marguerite Butler, as well as her graduate student Ethan Hill. Um, 
we actually are able to assist um, in terms of kind of augmenting the sequencing capacity here locally in order for us to detect variants that are in our communities. And so if you can imagine if we weren't sequencing um, the positive cases and instead just doing contact tracing and just counting how many cases are in our community, you know, like when Delta hit, we would have been like, whoa, what's going on, right? And mm -hmm. so now with the sequencing technology, we can actually pinpoint not only what variants are here, but also how they're moving around our island. Wow. So tell me, I mean, are you uh, equipped with enough devices to really help, you know, make make uh, <clears throat> some some informed, I guess, uh, responses to what the Department of Health has? I mean, are you able to augment what they are currently doing, you know, with what you have uh, in your inventory of, of uh, sequencers? So, uh, you know, this is definitely something we're piloting, right? And, of course, we're doing this in various classroom settings, right? And so the primary goal is still really to kind of expose students to the technology and the power mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. it, you know, provides, especially, you know, like in this time where kind of this pandemic and genome science is kind of all around us, right? I think secondary to that education goal is, of course, the data generation component where we do empower students to join the pandemic response by participating in this surveillance of the virus. Um, but I think it's scalable. So obviously, we do not put virus live in the hands of any student, never enters any campus. Um, it's through our partners. They process the sample so that it becomes safe for us to then bring into the classroom and then you know, depending on the classroom setting, we can do however many viruses um, simultaneously that I think fits a teacher's lessons plan, a lesson plan and um, perhaps the capacity of the student or the, or the classroom. And so um, I think, you know, maybe if we're ambitious over the course of this year, we, we could make a dent in terms of the number of uh, sequences we could contribute to that surveillance. Well, that's that's great. I mean, I, I would imagine that students are really <clears throat> appreciating the relevance of what it is that they're uh, getting involved in with Aina Informatics and, and contributing to perhaps better understanding what's happening all around us, you know, that's that's uh, not only here in Hawaii, but, you know, across the entire globe. I mean, what is your what is your general reaction from the students having been directly involved with, you know, studying studying uh, coronavirus? And maybe I'll, I'll give that to I'll give that to uh, uh, Joanna. <laughs> so um, I think Eric and Ethan have piloted sort of a similar um, curriculum with students um, last semester. So I, I think I'll send it back to Eric for that. But I did want to say that um, when students are, especially when um, you're thinking about like these sequences and being able to see like the DNA um, bases on the computer. It's it, for me and for when we've done it with my students, I think they can kind of definitely see the connection between what they're learning in terms of concepts in their biology or honors bio or AP bio class and then how it's used like in the real world and, in, and how that informs research and how it informs all kinds of you know practices and policies. And so for them, I think it's that real connection between what they're learning and how it's being used that's um, really, really powerful. No, okay, that's that's great, Joanna. And I, I do want to 
give Eric a chance to share his his uh, you know ex I guess experience and and maybe uh, convey and share what the students' uh, reactions are to having been involved with something that's so directly impacting all of our lives. But we'll go ahead and hold our thought. We'll be right back of this short break to continue our conversation with Joanna Kobayashi and. And Eric Tong from Iolani's Aina Informatics Program. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Joanna Kobayashi. Program support and Eric Tong, program coordinator over uh, at Iolani in their Aina Informatics program, and we're talking about <clears throat> how students are are really embracing you know this capability and and of course I was uh, wanting to see what uh, Eric had experience with you know getting students involved and and getting them involved in something as as relevant as uh, you know looking at sequences of uh, coronavirus. Yeah, thanks, Bert. I think when we piloted this uh, project in my class uh, last semester, so this was in the spring, I think the students definitely, I think, got a sense immediately that they were doing something that, um, yeah, was quite special. Um, even before, you know, the sequencer revealed the answer to kind of the question we were pursuing, which is which variants exist in these samples, right, in mm-hmm. these patient samples. I think there was a sense that, wow, you know, the power to kind of actually even know or pursue this question is in our hands and sitting right in front of us, you know, in our classroom. And so um, I think some definitely had a really mind-blown reaction, but I think there was kind of this immediate recognition that, whoa, what we're doing, is this is not our normal science routine. And um, we're just so excited because a lot of the developments, you know, between last spring and now, not only make this even more relevant given the ongoing Delta uh, pandemic, but also, you know, just the fact that we are now capable of kind of exporting this curriculum to uh, many more classrooms. This was not just a one-off experience for, you know, Iolani students to enjoy. Um, uh, And I really wanted to kind of, yeah, be able to share that moment of aha with more students around the island that would have been that you know that's kind of a goal no that's that's great that's great to hear and uh <clears throat> joanna you were telling me or telling us that uh you you met eric while you were teaching at uh Moana Lua. and yeah. and this program is not something that only is is conducted at Iolani, and i think it's really important that what you have done eric and 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 joanna i want you to Share a little bit about you know how how extensive has the Aina Informatics program been beyond just Ilani? Uh, so for my class, and I think with all the other classrooms that Eric has visited in the past, um, for students having access to like what he said, this technology that sits in the palm of your hand, um, that does the work that used to take super long. Um, like sometimes we can do it like in one class period. Um, it's amazing because it helps to sort of lower the barrier to that type of curriculum for students who participate and for schools who participate. You know, it's no longer, oh, you cannot do this project 
um, for your science fair because you don't have access to a PCR machine or you don't have access to this type of equipment. Um, now with Ida Informatics it's, and the network that of teachers that we have, you know, if that's something that you need, there's a group of other teachers who are available to help you or Eric and I can come with a mobile lab and also help. And so I think that is, is amazing just because now it gives everybody an opportunity to sort of understand DNA um, and like its power beyond what we always think about regarding like Frankenstein foods and GMOs. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so like I think students get a true understanding of like um, how this DNA is or an understanding of DNA and bioinformatics is so important because we're going to, they're going to be the ones that are going to feel the impact of the technology once it's sort of fully realized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they're old enough to make decisions that impact, you know, our society. And so for them to get a, a, a early understanding of that, I think is, is also super awesome. That's great. And, you know, uh, you, um, well, Ina Informatics was a recipient of uh, something called the Gear Award. And, and we've had a couple of episodes talking about uh, Gear, which is uh, the Governor's Emergency Education Relief Fund. And it was uh, it came out of the CARES funding, and I think there was something like uh, eight point one million dollars provided to Hawaii, and and it uh, solicited schools and and projects <clears throat> that were featuring kind of innovation. And and Ilani was one of the thirty one projects that got uh, awarded. And I wanna you know I wanna congratulate you for for doing that. And Eric, maybe tell us a little bit about what you envision. Um, some of this uh, award going toward in terms of the the uh, INA informatics program. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it was about innovation, it was about COVID, and it was about schools. And I think maybe our team took that quite literally, and we kind of proposed, you know, really this project, this partnership between the Department of Health and UH, and really looking at how we can... Um, get this technology in the hands of students. And really that was happening, yeah, within the broader context of the pandemic, right? And so um, we know that we're gonna have to maintain surveillance, right, on this virus for as long as it's circulating through our islands. We also know that, um, you know, there were parts of the state testing lab that were not perhaps prepared at the outset to be, you know, sequencing the genomes of what was coming into Hawaii and what was, you know, circulating in our communities through community spread. And so the goal here was really work, workforce development, mm-hmm. right? How do we put this technology into the hands of students who would then become future, you know, um, techs or scientists, you know, preparing us as a whole, right, better for future um, pandemics? Because, you know, it's just a matter of um, when rather than if. And so... Um, one of the major things that we were really going to use this uh, gear grant towards was kind of this exporting of this curriculum, this experience. But beyond that, also equipping additional classrooms and teachers with the knowledge to also pursue these lines of research. And so one of the things that I think we're developing now is an inaugural kind of cohort, maybe like, a, 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 you know, an informatics teacher fellows where we could, um, you know, really help them navigate the process of how do we answer some of these questions that your students or your communities might have legitimate interest in using technologies that so, you know, Eric, are quite innovative for 
for our classrooms. Eric, and Eric, really where can we find out more that. info about the Aina Informatics? Actually, I'll, I'll put that up on our show notes because <laughs> we're kind of out of time already. Uh, and I want to definitely thank uh, Joanna Kobayashi. She provides program support. And Eric Tong is the program coordinator for Aina, oh, oh, Iolani's Aina Informatics program. And, of course, I want to thank you both for joining us today. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Bars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll catch up with Volta and learn about their IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineers, David Chong, you can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You stay safe, you stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Mm-hmm.